Talk Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Balls, episode 9. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. Chase, we had a must, must, must win game. Huge conference game, huge opponent. It's really, really good day. It's a really good day to be a Tennessee Ball. Yeah. Tennessee finally, it sounds, it feels like they finally just kind of showed up for the past month. I mean, this past month yeah. has just kind of been you know, non-existent sometimes. So <clears throat> Florida final, Florida finally lost. We finally beat them 65-54. to 54. So that means we clinched a fourth seed in the SEC tournament. So that means obviously that's a double bye. So we're automatically at least in the quarterfinals. But just kind of your overall thoughts on the game today. Yeah, the first half was, you know, typical Tennessee basketball from what we've seen, the you know, throughout most of the year, very inconsistent on the offensive end. And then uh, – you know, defense was just kind of subpar. Uh, but then second half, they just came out like a whole new team. Senior day, I think, may have motivated them a little bit. You know, Fulkerson, may, Fulkerson and Pons may have kind of, you know, uh, lit the fire under them a little bit. So um, hopefully that's the team that we're going to see going forward. But, you know, we had a few good players that had, had a really good game. Yeah, you're exactly right. Senior day was huge for these guys. They played their heart out, man. And I know – these past few episodes that we've talked about for Kristen, you know, we were kind of hard on him, but that's only because we know how good he can be, yeah. and he wasn't doing that. You know, there was no hate toward Fulkerson. He's a Tennessee kid, but I was so glad to see him finish on a strong note. And Pons, man, I'm so glad that, you know, they both kind of fed off each other. You could just feel it anytime yeah. you saw them. That play that they're showing over and over where Pons blocked it and Fulkerson kind of passed it off to Johnson, Yeah, that that defined the whole game for me. I, mean, that, I yeah. mean, the whole game was kind of like that one play summed up. So that was really, really cool to see. And I'm so glad that our defense finally woke up in the second half because Florida, you know, they're really, they were leading in halftime. And all of us were like, here we go again. Typical <laughs> Tennessee fashion against Florida every single time. But whatever Barnes said to those guys in the locker room, it must he must have meant it, and it must have really stuck with them because they finally bounced back. And the defense did very good in the second half. They, they were struggling, yeah. you know, especially in the paint. They, I mean, our, I, I didn't see – I could probably remember a handful of Florida baskets in the paint in that second half. So that was really, really cool to shut that down. Do you think mm-hmm. this was like an easy resolution, or do you think this was just, you know – I don't know. I kind of feel like I, the, the Tennessee in me kind of feels like this was a quick lesson. Oh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. just twitch, tweak this, and then we're yeah. fine. But this is college basketball. It's never that easy. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think about that change in halftime? Do you think that was more Barnes, more players? Do you think it was both? What do you think? Well, I think I think it all kind of revolves around Fulkerson. I think you, it really shows how important he is to our offense whenever he's really um, involved and he's being aggressive. You know, they were – Jimmy Dykes on the on the telecast was showing, you know, how he was starting up at the top of the key and then driving down, doing his little spin move and, you know, getting easy yep. layups. Um, I think that shows how important he is to our offense. And whenever he's down, it, I mean, it shows in our losses that we've had. Um, whenever he doesn't have, you know, if he consistently had like four points for a stretch of a few weeks. Um, so I think if, if we can really involve Fulkerson and, uh, you know, I don't, Pons doesn't have to be the offensive weapon in our in our offense you know if if Fulkerson Keon Springer had a pretty bad game today and we still won by you know 11 points and then 
Uh, Victor Bailey Jr. and Keon, they both had 14, along with Fulkerson, also had 14. So, you know, I think if we have plenty of guys that can make shots, and then if if we have that Fulkerson down at the post that, you know, is making the other team nervous, it opens up more shots on the outside. And then when Pons, or not Pons, but Fulkerson can also get in there and score too, it's just kind of like a double whammy at that point. So that's when we're really dangerous and, um, you know, offense leads to defense, defense leads to offense. You know, if we're, if we're playing good on one end, usually it leads to the other. And that's what we've been saying these past few games where we've just been struggling and looking terrible. We yeah. need a big man to step up. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've got to have that in-paint offense. We've got to have that in-paint rebounds. Just we got to look alive at least. And yeah. what what do you know? Fulkerson played like Fulkerson does and can, and we win. And it's yeah. just it's so frustrating because if he would have played half that good, you know, in some of these losses, they would have been much more competitive. So I, I don't know if it was senior day. I don't know. I think a part of me thinks it was. You saw how emotional the kid was, yeah. you know, which was really really cool to see. I mean, obviously this team is really close. They all care about each other that that was really cool to see whenever mm-hmm. you know there was like 30 seconds left or something like that but yeah that that was really really cool to see and i love what barnes said about him after the game whenever he was saying you know nobody cares about tennessee more than this kid yeah. you know he's from tennessee it was his dream to come here and you know we'll get to the post comments later but that that was really cool so florida led by five at the halftime so we outscored them by 16 in the second half to win by 11 so that that just shouts and screams defense mm-hmm. defense defense so I, I was really glad to see Fulkerson tie you know Bailey and Keon like you mentioned earlier they all had 14 each that was really cool to see yeah, yeah. it's possibly his last game as well but we'll talk about that later but they definitely yeah. stepped up they were more consistent and we are gonna need that I'm hoping this is a step for yeah. what they're going to do because now now now's when it matters most now we're in the big leagues so do you think this is kind of a step in the right direction yeah i mean it has to build some confidence and you know it it has to remind them of what it felt like to play you know the first eight or nine games of this first the first part of this season whenever they were you know their offense was was clicking pretty good and their defense was still ranked top in the country um essentially like what it is now still um defensive wise but yeah offense they just I think they just have to get in that groove, and uh, you, know, you have to hope that this was a, a step in the right direction, like you were saying. Um, yep. But yeah, it now is when you need it the most, and you know if if we struggled midseason up until the last few games, and then we kind of turn it around, I think everybody's going to be happy with the results. If if we can play like we did in the second half, I think we can make a deep run in the SEC tournament, and then you know kind of make some noise in the NCAA tournament, but. Um, but, yeah, we have to have that kind of play out of Fulkerson. This game was so huge just for so many reasons. But, in my opinion, to have any positive momentum in the postseason is by far the most important thing. And I think they did that. I kind of feel like they kind of got that weight off their shoulders. Now they can, you know, suit up and play after yeah. finally, finally, finally getting a good win, a good quality win. Florida's, I mean, I know they've lost a few games, but keep in mind, this Florida team handed us one of the worst losses this season, you know, earlier. So yeah. they're, they're they're not, you know, a pushover. And they're out with that player who got injured, you know, in the beginning of the season. Keontae so, Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Preseason SEC, SEC player of the year. 
Exactly. They're, they're doing really good things and making good adjustments without that kid. So, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a conference game. I'm just so happy for this team, especially for Fulkerson and Pons. I know it's senior day and you know, they both showed up today. Pons continues to impress what an athlete he is. He probably jumped. I mean, his head almost looked like it was yeah. three fourths up of the backboard. It was like, yeah, it's crazy. He almost hit it on the rim on the way up. It was just crazy how he can, you know, sight that ball down with momentum yeah. and everything going against you. It's just, it's insane to me. So do you think Pons and Fulkerson, do you think either one of them come back? Do you think they're both gone? Do you think they both stay? What do you think? Uh, in my opinion, I think Pons is gone for sure, no matter if he ends up getting drafted in the NBA, tries to go to the G League, or if he tries to go overseas. I know he's from France, so it wouldn't surprise me if he – goes overseas but I think he he may be a second round draft pick he's not a first rounder um you know he's kind of he's one of those special specialist players uh he would be in the NBA so he'd be pretty much defensive only kind of guy um his shot's just not good enough to play offensive (laughs) on the offensive end it's just it's just not so what did you say his three-point percentage was last episode like geez uh in the teens or something (laughs) he may have had he was like oh for seven today in the three so Uh, um but yeah i think pawns is gone no matter what um whether that's overseas i don't think he'll be back at all fulkerson i was you know prior to this game i thought he was you know 100 percent, no doubt he was coming back um and then, you know, throughout the game, even though he played really well, I thought he was going to come back too. And then, you know, at the very end, you know, he kind of like bent down and touched the floor, like right at the tee. And then he started crying. And then he like turned around and waved to everybody. And then at that point, I was like, well, maybe he's kind of doubting coming back. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I feel like he didn't have a good enough year to where he would get drafted. And uh, I feel like he's not an overseas kind of guy. Uh, yeah. Maybe talent-wise he is, but I just don't see that as his personality. Um, I feel like he'd want to be here and um, try to make in the NBA or some, some league around here. But, yeah, I'd, if I was him, well, I don't It's It's tough to say because he, he has enough talent, I think, to, to potentially be like in the G League and maybe make it in the NBA one day. But um, I know his, his comments, he said that, He's not going to be transferring anywhere. So if he comes back to college, he's coming back to Tennessee. Um, so one way or the other, he's either coming back to Tennessee or he's going pro. I agree with you 100% on Pons. I, I think Pons is gone. Um, I, honestly, Europe seems like a really good fit for him. I yeah. mean, ob- obviously because he's French, you know, but I, I yeah. think, or at least he's from France, but I think that's a really good fit for him. He's a really good athlete. I, you're exactly right. I mean, we laugh about a shot, but you ain't going to the NBA like that. Unless yeah. you're like seven foot something, you're not going to the NBA with a bad shot. And for Fulkerson, I thought he was going to be, you know, gone somewhere. I, you're right. I don't, I don't, it's just hard to imagine this kid from the Tri Cities going <laughs> to Europe and playing basketball. I, could you, no could you imagine him? There. Yeah, could you imagine him just trying to order something at a restaurant, trying to like <laughs> yeah. semi-speak their language and point yeah. on the menu? But if that's a TV show, I would totally watch that. Yeah, I would. Folky orders, you know, pizza at Rome or something. Yeah. But I definitely, 
he this dude is a Tennessee kid. He loves Tennessee, and I think because he's from Tennessee, that's the only reason why he might come back. On also on top of having a disappointing year, if the Fulkerson we know, like when he, he dropped twenty seven at Kentucky and Lexington, if he plays like that every game, he's going somewhere. Yeah, uh, somewhere in the NBA maybe. I mean, yeah. that was insane. But we haven't seen that in a while. And yeah. you could argue that he showed flashes of it tonight, but I agree with you. He just hasn't had a complete game, I don't think, all season, which is very strange because preseason, you know, there was a lot of hype about this team, especially Pons and Fulkerson. You know, Pons had some really good plays um, yeah. all season. You know, he's not known for flashy offense or anything like that. He's more known for defense and flashy jumping. defense. Yes, and jumping 30 feet in the air, you know, that that's what Pons is known for, and we're going to miss that if he goes. But, man, yeah, if Fulkerson leaves, he's just so loved by the fans. I mean, he's like a fan. You know, when Grant Williams was here, he was like a fan favorite, and so was Admiral. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much like that, too, like as far as the fans loving him. But I think he's 50-50. I wouldn't be surprised. I guess I should just say I don't have an answer. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if he left. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. So whatever he does, obviously, because the fans love him, they're going to support him. But well, I hope he stays because uh, behind him we don't have anybody. So <laughs> no, we're off we into a game and it's just awful behind him. So, you know, I can't yeah. imagine who would who would replace him. We'd have to go in, into the transfer portal and try to get somebody or try to sign somebody quick or something. So yeah, and that's not good if you have a five-star point guard coming in, yeah. Chandler. You know he's you need yeah. somebody to get it to in the post. What about that uh, Pember kid from local? Nah, I could see him transferring at some point. Really? Yeah, I thought he, he was getting in a play. couple of times. Uh, he's gotten in, but he plays at the very end of games when we're ahead. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, he'll he'll never have a starting role, or I don't think he'll ever have really any kind of role, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so we got a recruit. I did see that we are trending toward a huge prospect. Did you want to bring that up? Um, I, I can't really remember. It's like Hundley. But he was <laughs> supposed to be to... like a 2022 recruit, but he said he may reclassify to next year's class. Um, oh, okay. So he could come here. And I think we've gotten some other interest from, um, from a seven-footer from Catholic, actually. Um, that's going to be coming out this year i believe golly could you imagine could, i mean because we kind of went to school around in this area could you imagine seeing the seven footer walking yeah. the halls like going no. to algebra with you or something no. so that, that's insane to me how big these kids are these days they just i feel like when i feel like you know 18 20 years from now these kids are going to be seven feet in middle school i mean they just yeah. keep getting taller and taller and bigger and bigger it's insane to me so but yeah you know pawns focus on whatever you guys do we wish you all the best but and I, I don't know. I don't mean to keep getting negative because we. It's a good night. We beat Florida, but because we beat Florida and Fulkerson showed up, that's one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, the regular the season as a whole. You know, the regular season it could have been so much better. We had so much preseason hype. We were yeah. projected to be, you know, a number one seed. We were ranked number six in the nation, I think, was our highest ranking. Yeah. And we've we've beaten some really good quality opponents really bad. So, overall, so we finished the season, finished the regular season 17-7. and seven, So, we're 10-C. Tennessee. Tennessee. We're 10, we're 10 and 7 in the SEC. It's harder to say than you imagine. 
But what do you think overall for the regular season? Are you disappointed with the outcome? Do you think we should have done better? Or is it about on par with what you thought? Just kind of what are your overall thoughts overall for the regular season? No, I, I mean, with all the preseason and our talent depth and everything like that coming in, I thought we would do a lot better than – so to say the least, I'm pretty disappointed in, in kind of where we finished. Um, I thought that our offense would be a lot better. I knew our defense was going to be good. You know, if our de- if our offense was even half as good as it is, um, I think we would only would have only lost like three games maybe. Which would have been yep. about right. I mean, you can't expect to win every game, especially with a, you know, pretty tough SEC schedule and and a lot of teams that were, you know, preseason were not ranked so highly, uh, like the Alabamas and Arkansas that ended up showing up and playing really well. Um, obviously, we're going to lose to Auburn because we lose to them every time, <laughs> no matter no matter what, no matter how good every we are, time. how how bad they are. Every time, um, yeah. And then, you know, Kentucky, even though they were down, you know, it's always a tough game with them. Um, so, I mean, you know, losing two, three, four games, I think, was, was going to be pretty realistic. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, the season, it was just, you know, being ranked as high as six coming into the season, I think we started out like number 10 or 11 or something, um, getting up to number, number six. And then, uh, you know, they were saying that at one point it was going to be, us as a number one seed, and maybe uh, we were the only ones at the time, whenever all this was going down, like week 10, that we would be the only team that could possibly beat Gonzaga. So it, it kind of gets your get your your hopes up and uh, thinking that this could be the first Final Four team that we've ever had. Um, but then the offensive struggles happened, and, you know, it's kind of, um, I guess, kind of made us realize kind of what we got and, and – uh, I think it it could still be a really good team, and we could still win the SEC. I think if we kind of, if we play like we did in the second half, I think we can we can beat anybody, of course, in the SEC. Um, but if if it comes to an offensive battle, I think we're going to struggle still. I agree. And seventeen and seven doesn't sound terrible, but when you say ten and seven in conference play, yeah, every loss was you know a conference loss and that's huge for the sec tournament and i know the conference nobody was expecting the sec i don't think to be this good in basketball especially alabama Uh, i mean nobody really thought alabama was going to be this good in basketball this season preseason same thing with uh, you know um, oh gosh arkansas like i don't think arkansas is ranked uh, they are they are beat arkansas we (laughs) beat I yeah. feel like we could beat anyone and lose to anyone. This yeah, is we just beat Arkansas so, this year, and they're second. They are probably the hottest team right now. I think they're on like an 11-game conference winning Yeah, streak. something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't want to play them anytime soon. But, yeah, you know, 10-7 t- and 7 in the SEC does not sound very good at all. I think we got to have a strong case in the SEC tournament. We're already in the quarterfinals, so all we got to do is just win a few. Yeah. <laughs> but easier said than done. But I definitely think – you know, anytime you finish ranking, you know, you rank six in the country to finish unranked, it, it's got to be a disappointing season. Yeah. I mean, you've lost so many games that I don't, I'm fine with losing, but the way we lost some of these games, like to Florida, like to blowouts. Auburn, yes, Kentucky, man. 15 points. Yes, it, it just drives me insane. And a lot of these wins that we've done are second half bounce, bounce backs, like we did mm-hmm. today. 
which makes it even more frustrating because, you know, we don't give up sometimes anyway, but it feels like <laughs> those times that we do give up, it's over. I mean, it's a landslide victory every time. So I hope they just get out of that funk because right now we're in tournament play. But I agree with you. I think it was a disappointing season, and it's unfortunate because these freshmen are no joke. And Pons and Fulkerson, they're arguably their last season here. I was hoping they could do a little bit better, but I don't think anybody saw Bama playing this well. I know that kid from Missouri that – is it Pickens or whatever? Uh, Pinkley, so, yeah. Pinkley, yeah. So he, he was just absolutely insane, just lighting it up whenever he played us. I mean, he, he could just – throw it between his legs and he'd make a three-pointer it was insane <laughs> and you know and I, I was really expecting to give Auburn a better run for their money because they were out they were without their best player but turns out Bruce Pearl <laughs> still knows Tennessee better than we do I guess yep. but man I, that was just so frustrating to lose the way we've lost to some of these teams so where does that put us overall you know as far as our offensive rating because that's the biggest concern we have right now yeah, according to Ken Palm, which is like a really highly analyzed, or he does like a bunch of analytics and stuff like that, that a lot of people, um, he's highly regarded in according to his, his analytics. He has this ranked 75th in the country in offense, which is terrible for a team of our caliber. Um, in defense, our, our um, overall ranking was fifth. I think that had us at an overall ranking of 24th. Um, he had us listed at so that was right about where we were um so he has us barely ranked in the top 25 and um you know i think that after watching the season i think that that's about right you know about a five seed in the in the sec or not in the sec tournament but the ncaa tournament yeah which is i think if we make it if we win the first game uh in our sec tournament i think we could potentially move up to a five seed um, it's, it sounds like we're probably going to be around a six seed in the in the NCAA tournament. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was going back to the, our losses in the SEC. You know, we lost to Bama, who was ranked number one in the SEC. Florida, who we're ranked ahead of now. Missouri, who we're ranked ahead of. Ole Miss, we're ranked ahead of. LSU is ranked ahead of us. So we lost to two teams that were ranked ahead of us in the SEC and uh, five other losses against teams that were um, not ranked ahead of us. So. That's pretty disappointing, and then the way we lost to those, like you were saying, is just uh, was pretty disappointing. How mad are you that Bama has finally figured out basketball? <laughs> uh, they just have to be good at everything, don't they? <laughs> on, on top, on top of just destroying it out there on the football field, now yeah. they have a chance to go really far in both tournaments. So, thanks a lot, yeah. Bama. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you know five, six C. Did you see the thing mentioning that we might be playing? North Carolina, yeah, in the NCAA tournament, yeah, but I, I mean that's just so hard to predict at this point. It is, but it had us rank. That was like a seven. We were like a seven seed in that prediction, so I don't think we're that far back. I think yeah. we'll be a six. I mean, unless we get just absolutely blown out in our game in the SEC tournament, <laughs> which could happen because we'll probably play Florida again. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, I saw the bracket that came out today and. Yeah. yeah, I think Florida and Alabama are like in our bracket, aren't they? Yeah, well, we'll get to the SEC tournament here in just a second, and then I'll we'll kind of fill you in on how that's going to play out. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. I'm too excited. Yeah. So overall, the season was a disappointment, but we got some good things. You know, obviously our two freshmen, I think Springer 
led in points with 12.8, which was really, really cool to see. I know Keanu was up there as well at 10.7. I'll let you handle the rest, man. What do we got for the other guys? Yeah, I think it's pretty surprising that Springer uh, was atop the leaderboard at 12.8 points, and then Victor Bailey Jr. at 11.3 points. Keon had 10.7 points per game. Fulkerson, um, 9.3 points per game. Pons, 9.1. Santiago Vescovi at 8.4 points. And then Josiah Jordan-James at 8.2 points per game. So that was kind of our our top leaders. Um, After after Josiah Jordan-James at 8.2 points, I think the next highest was like 2 or 3 points per game. So so I kind of stopped there because, you know, after those 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 players – um, there was not much, uh, there was not much help on the offensive end past those seven. So I would expect those to, to really keep us in games going forward, kind of like they have in, in the games, um, in the past. So we do need more scoring. And I think Victor Bailey Jr. is probably our best shooter, if I had to say so. Um, I think he, if you, if you're kind of needing a bucket, I think he's kind of the one if you need a, a three. Yeah, I agree. He's really good from the three. He's probably mm-hmm. arguably our best three-point shooter for sure. He's not scared to shoot. I feel like a lot of others are hesitant to shoot sometimes. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Lamonte Turner. Like Whenever you play yeah, Kentucky, he missed, like tw- he missed like 23s in a row, but he hit the one that counted the most. Yeah. So I feel like you got to have that mentality with basketball, yeah. too. Just don't worry about it. Worry about the moment. Who was your – since we're talking about points, who was your favorite player to watch you know, offensively this season? Offensively, you know, I really enjoyed watching Victor Bailey whenever he was – there was those few games that he was averaging like 20 points um, during the later part of the season when we were kind of struggling, but he was still playing really well. He was fun to see shoot the ball from three. And Keon's pretty fun to watch too. Um, you know, he, he's more of a, a driver. He's not really much of an outside shooter. So, you know, watching him do some circus plays, it's it's really fun to watch. I loved his footwork. He, Keon yeah. Johnson probably had the best footwork on the team. He was yeah. so nasty sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, my two are the two freshmen, man. I, I mm-hmm. loved watching Keon Johnson. He just looks so explosive. And yeah. that dunk, man, I could watch that tw- yeah. 24-7. Probably the dunk of the year, to be honest, and on all of college basketball. Yeah, I agree. And Springer, I loved watching Springer, dude. He was so – he kind of is like a jack-of-all-trades. Like, he can jump mm-hmm. – he can – you know, pull up and shoot it. And he was so physical when he'd drive to the basket and his timing, mm-hmm. like when he would release the ball, you know, he would, it was just perfect. I, yeah. Just a lot of that stuff. You, you can tell that's just natural ability, natural talent. That's not coachable. So yeah. Loved watching Springer. I'm, <laughs> I think they're both gone. I'm going to miss them yeah, both if gone. they leave, but man, it was really cool to see them this regular season. And I hope they continue their talent you know, in both tournaments. So yeah, lots, 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 lots to look forward to and rebounds. Who do we got for rebounds, man? Who led the regular season? Yeah. Rebounds. We had Josiah Jordan James leading the team at 5.9 rebounds per game, which was kind of surprised by that. Honestly, he's like six, five, yeah. uh, small forward over Fulkerson who had 5.7 rebounds per game. So that's kind of alarming in some sorts, I think, but you know, <laughs> it's good and bad. Yeah, I mean Josiah Jordan James is pretty uh, pretty aggressive on the on the rebounds. So overall, I mean I'm not shocked, but I'm pretty surprised that Fulkerson or Pons didn't lead it. But 
you know, Fulkerson at 5.7, Ponds at 5.2. You know, they're all pretty close right there. Then Viscovi, Springer, Keon had around three or four rebounds per game. Uh, so some non-glamorous stats, really. Rebounds and then assists. Viscovi with three. Springer with almost three. And then Keon, two. And uh, Josiah Jordan James at two as well. So uh, rebounds, assists, kind of who you would expect. Some, some of the bigger guys on rebounds and assists, most of Pretty much guards. I don't think anybody would have thought that Josiah Jordan James would have led the regular season in rebounds at the end yeah. of the I, I would have never taken that bet in a million yeah. years, which is why I don't go to Vegas. But yeah, Fulkerson, <laughs> my money would have been on Ponzer Fulkerson. Even after watching the regular season, I would have thought that Fulkerson or Ponzer had more than Josiah Jordan James. Yeah. I, I guess he's just, he's kind of one of those quiet players anyway. Just mm-hmm. kind of, He's just kind of like, he just kind of blends in every now and then. But I would have yeah. never, th- never, ever thought that he would lead the rebounds and team. I'm glad he did, though. He's got yeah. the talent, and I feel like he's kind of come out of a shell a yeah. lot more this season than last decent. season. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he's coming back. There's a, there ain't no way that Yeah, I think so, too. So, well, so, we've been talking about points, rebounds, assists. What is your highlight of the regular season? Yeah, I think it has to be the, the win against Kansas. You know, Kansas traditionally powerhouse blue blood team. You know, they come to Knoxville. Unfortunately, we couldn't have all, you know, 21,000 people sitting in Thompson Bowling to watch this game. But 19-point win over Kansas at home. You know, both teams were ranked at the time. And then, uh, you know, it's just Kansas is just a, na- a nationally known program. And anytime you can you can beat the, beat up those guys, I think it's uh, it's good good for the program, good program builder. And then it was also, you know, primetime game. So, um, I feel like that has to be the the highlight of the season for me. Uh, it's hard to argue that, man. How stupid is that mascot with the hawk with the shoes? It's <laughs> yeah. so dumb looking. It, whenever we Jay watch a Kansas, Hawks. whenever we I uh, see a Kansas game, like on, I don't never watch a game, but I see like the highlights and stuff. And yeah. You just see that thing painted on the court. I'm like, what a waste <laughs> of paint. But yeah, that that was a really really good win. Kansas is a huge powerhouse in basketball for some reason. I've always thought that was weird that Kansas in the middle of nowhere. That's where base uh, basketball was originated. Really, Fog Allen. I learned something new. It's where today. the rules of basketball. Kansas. I guess there's literally nothing else to do yeah. in Kansas but make up some sports. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I was really really glad to see that. I have a tie. Uh, Mine was that road win at Missouri earlier in the season was huge. I remember mm-hmm. we were both ranked pretty high at the time, and they a lot of hype on both sides, and people were worried about our defense before the game, and they showed up. And that's one reason why I've been kind of disappointed this past month because that defense when we played against Missouri and Kansas too, that's the type of defense that I want to hold our standards to. And we, I have not seen it this month until tonight in the second yeah. half. So I was really, really glad to see them beat a good Missouri team on the road. <clears throat> and then also tonight was probably a highlight for me, just Fulkerson's possible last game. Just he got so emotional whenever he was called out. You know, that that was really, really cool to see. And I love seeing the whole team, you know, gather around him. They were hugging him. It, it's just a really – they're all just really close and have a really tight bond. So those are definitely, you know, my two highlights of the season. So, yeah. did you have any uh, teary eyes whenever you saw Folky break down? Yeah, I was 
honestly, I wasn't expecting it. So, I mean, yeah. it was kind of sad because I, I just, you know, I figured that, you know, he would go out, he would be just be really happy because he was definitely coming back next year. And then as soon as I saw him breaking down, I was like, maybe there's a chance that he's not coming back. So, yep. um, it kind of, it did surprise me a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, when I, I thought for a second there, I was like, is like, is he hurt or something? Yeah. And then I, I you know, the camera zoomed in. I was like, oh man, he's crying. He's emotional. Yeah. So that was really cool to see all the players give him a hug and stuff. It was just cool to see. So. Yeah. Well, this season was highs and lows. So we talked <laughs> about our favorite, you know, highlights of the season. Let's switch gears to the low. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go first, man. Anything that frustrates you this year, go ahead. Um, pretty much all of 2020, just everybody's uh, <laughs> biggest disappointment was COVID. Um, you know, 25% of the Thompson Bowling being able to see this team play with so much preseason hype. Um, you know, it, it the home field advantage at Thompson Bowling, I think, over the last few years, just being full and – um, just really supporting the players with some really good games that usually come to Knoxville. In this case, we didn't get to see Gonzaga – or not Gonzaga, but Kansas game at home. Um, I think that's just really disappointing, especially for the freshmen and um, just all those guys that didn't really get to experience the full college atmospheres, even at other programs, you know, going to other stadiums and or arenas and, and playing in games like that. And then early in the season uh, – Games against Gonzaga and Notre Dame getting canceled. Gonzaga is still ranked number one in the country, undefeated. Um, so I think that that would have been a really good game, especially the way we were playing early in the year. So I think that's just that's just really disappointing, just not, you know, living out the college atmospheres around the around the uh, country. I, I couldn't agree with you more on COVID, man. I, I, it's just so so sad to think about. Yeah. how much the world has changed this past year in mm-hmm. a bad way you know you know people losing jobs you know college not being the same i don't want to get political but you know co- college football was just so sad to see sometimes yeah. you know and college football and basketball momentum in my opinion is what makes college yeah. sports more fun you know the, mm-hmm. there's those rivals those in-state rivals those conference rivals and it was just it was just weird seeing cardboard cutouts in the stands. You know, it was just weird. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad we had a season. I'd much rather have a season with you know South Park characters. Restrictions. In this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'd much rather have that than you know absolutely nothing at all. So I'm glad <laughs> they were able to compromise and stuff like that. But it, it was just weird. And you could argue this is the most talented team on paper, you know, for Tennessee in a long time, possibly ever. And the fact that. You're exactly right. We weren't able to fill the stands and stuff. You know, it hurts. And we could have definitely sold to some good recruits as well because, yeah. you know, Vol Nation is very loyal. We've we got to be loyal, you know. Yeah, we've been invested this. Yeah, that's all we got. You know, we've been invested this long, no matter how terrible we are in sports. And, you know, we're still loyal. We still put on our orange. We still love them. So my – probably my biggest – disappointment of the season was that florida blowout loss in gainesville just because you know as much as i dislike florida i'm not mad that we lost to florida i'm just mad at the way how we lost to them there was zero energy it looked like half the players just did not care it looked like half of them were asleep 
I don't know if they partied the night before in Florida. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of to you know beach. any any rational yeah they, they just drink a bunch of coronas the night before i have no idea what was going on but hopefully you know i don't ever see that performance again in the tournament <laughs> yeah. if, if they do that you know in the first round I'll, I'll just cry on the next podcast episode but the bad thing is that that kind of like started our momentum our slide for the rest yes. of the year so i think yes. that's what kind of caused our momentum shift to go so far south and i hope this is closure because we we they redeem yeah. themselves tonight. They beat Florida at home. I, I just hope they put it behind them. It's in their rear view. Focus on the now. You know, you beat yeah. the team that you got blown out to early in the season. Move forward. And I think Barnes will kind of have that same message as well. So definitely, definitely, definitely glad to see that win tonight. But man, early in the season when they lost in Gainesville was very was yeah, brutal it was for me. It was brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. So yep. SC, let's talk about the SEC tournament coming up. I'll I'll let you take the floor, man. Uh, we got some. We're gonna do some previews and some rankings. Who all is ranked right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Just give me the SEC rankings for the tournament. Yeah. So SEC rankings. So this. So Auburn declared themselves unable for postseason play. So Auburn is not included in the rankings. I hate um, that. Yeah. Terrible. I know. It's <laughs> awful for them. Just. Terrible. So there's only 12 teams uh, in the tournament. So this is 1 through 12. It went Bama, Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Missouri, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Georgia, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Vandy. So, you know, out of those, like I said before, we only lost to two teams that were ranked ahead of us, and then we beat the other one. So we lost to Bama and LSU. We beat Arkansas. Um, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's just kind of, you know, one through Bama through Missouri. So one through six, I feel like any team there could beat anybody. Um, but then, you know, we have losses to teams worse than six. So you can kind of throw that out the door. Never mind. Um, but it was, I feel like anybody can beat anybody on any day in the SEC tournament. So it's going to be, uh, a tough one. I think this is going to be one of the toughest SEC tournaments that I can remember in a long time specifically and it's weird because Kentucky's not that I mean they're not Kentucky good this year yeah it's scary to think about anybody yeah exactly absolutely I mean they beat us the second time so 15 points too so it's going to be really tough I think a lot of these teams are all inconsistent you know you could argue obviously Bama is probably the most consistent right now and Arkansas is the hottest team. I mentioned earlier, I think they won 11 conference games in a row. So I do. I feel bad for whoever has to play them first because <laughs> they are fired up. They got momentum going. But I'm just I'm just thankful we clinched a four seed. We're going straight to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And ho- hopefully we can just show up and uh, relax and rest and heal up in that meantime and take advantage of it. So yeah. this tournament, it starts Wednesday, right? Yeah. So Wednesday – it starts with the playing game, so it's the 11 versus 12 seed, Texas A&M versus Vandy, and then whoever wins that game will play in the um, against Florida on okay. Friday or Thursday. Okay, gotcha. So Tennessee's first game is going to be Friday at 2:30, and that'll be on ESPN, and we're going to play the winner of the Florida 
versus the Vandy A&M game. Yeah. So whoever, so that playing game will play Florida on Thursday. So that's the, so we'll play the winner of that Florida and the winner of the Vandy A&M game. So they'll play each other and then we'll play the winner of that game. Any predictions on who's going to play against Florida? Yeah, I would say A&M. I was going to say Vandy, poor Vandy, the same Yeah, they're terrible. So. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Yeah, and then Florida's gonna win that game. So, in other words, we'll play Florida on Friday at two thirty. Shoo, so yeah, I I think that's right as well. I, we've seen crazier things happen. That's why it's called you know March Madness. I know it's not the NCAA tournament yet, but it's still March, and that probably means SC, you know conference tournaments are just as crazy. So yeah, we shall see. I mean, heck, one conference tournament we uh, beat Kentucky and then lost to Auburn went yeah. against a good Kentucky team. So. Let's we'll, see. we'll have to Alabama play. Alabama plays the winner of the Mississippi State Kentucky game, so they're in our side of the bracket. So it's Alabama and us, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Florida, and then the winner of the Texas A and M Vanderbilt game. So that's that's the bracket on our side. Gosh, so uh, brutal. Yeah, I would. I mean, I assume that Kentucky would probably beat Mississippi State to advance to play Alabama. Alabama should win that game. So hopefully, it's. It's Alabama versus us. We get revenge, and then we play. You know, I would, I would say Arkansas and LSU come out of that side of the bracket. So it sounds like it's going to be one through four. Hopefully, uh, do you have any, you know, dangerous teams right now other than Arkansas, who I think's really hot right now? Do you think Kentucky's going to give it their all to try and get into the tournament, or do you think it's too late for them? I, th- I mean, I think they're talented enough to. You know, stay in the game with Alabama. I don't think that they can beat them, though. Yeah. The team that I would be kind of worried about right now is Ole Miss. They're kind of hot right now. I mean, they beat really? us, but they're playing pretty good. They made it up to the sixth seed. And then, you know, Arkansas, like you were saying, is pretty hot right now. I think Missouri's kind of backed off, and they're not as good as they were. Yeah, yeah I mean, any uh, – you know, one through six, I feel like is pretty good. Florida's pretty good. They were without Trey Mann today, their best player. So – um, you know, anything's possible. You want to give a prediction on the SEC tournament winner? Jeez. Um, <laughs> Every team is so inconsistent. <laughs> you know, Alabama's not playing as good as they were earlier. They They've dropped a couple. So I feel like, you know, if, if we make it past the Florida game, I feel like we have a good shot to beat them. Um, but for some reason I'm feeling like it may be like an LSU or an Arkansas I was going to say, for whatever reason, I'm thinking Arkansas will win the tournament. I feel like sometimes a random team will win the SEC tournament. If, if yeah. Kentucky doesn't usually win it, a random team will win it, and then yeah. they just won't do very well in the March Madness tournament, which is weird. But yeah. I feel like I don't even know who, who won the SEC tournament last year. Do you remember? Nobody got canceled. Oh, I'm sorry, COVID. year prior. Year prior. Was it Auburn? I think so. Okay, I think so too. Okay, yeah. Whew. Yeah, I, I think Arkansas is going to win it if I had to give a prediction right yep. now. So, <laughs> man, I hope how sweet would it be if we beat Florida? If we play Florida again, they are going to be hungry. So, yeah, we got to be ready to show up. Whoever it is, they're all going to be hungry. They all want to get a good seed, or at least try and qualify, or just have bragging rights. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll keep you guys updated as well for the SEC tournament. You know, I've hopefully. It's a good podcast, and everyone's feeling good if Tennessee wins, but we'll see. Let's yep. switch gears 
over to the Lady Vols. So they fell to South Carolina in the semifinals of the SEC tournament. What I feel like most of the time they were, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch it, but I saw, you know, the updates and stuff like that on Twitter and social media. But it seems like they started off really slow and the game kind of just got out of their reach early. They never seemed to get caught up. So currently they're at a four seed in the bracketology prediction. So what do you think of Lady Vols, you know, dropping to South Carolina and their seed and stuff like that? Yeah, South Carolina actually ended up winning the SEC tournament today. So, I mean, losing to the eventual champion, I think they were ranked number four overall in the country. So, yeah. I mean, even though we beat them earlier in the season, I think they only lost two games all year. I think one of them was to Connecticut. So, um, so I mean, a really good year for South Carolina. I mean, one of the top teams in the country that could potentially win the, the whole thing. So, you know, it's not a bad one to fall to, especially um, – I think we got some young players on the team that could be back for next year. I don't honestly don't really know much about the roster situation we got going on there, but yeah. you know, I mean, if we have some have some good players come back, I feel like it could be a better team for next year. And you know, a four seed in the tournament, I feel like it's pretty good for uh, Kelly Harper's what second year. Yeah, uh, she's done some really good things. Of course, every basketball team has their ups and downs, but. She's been pretty consistent in trying to put Tennessee back on the map. And South Carolina's got a heck of a coach. I yeah. mean, ever since she's been there, she's been killing it over there. Yeah. And special shout-out to the Lady Vols, okay? In their win against the Ole Miss, or Lady Ole Miss team, in that quarterfinals game, Tennessee became the only women's basketball team to ever win 1,400 games. That's huge. So special shout-out to you guys. Yes, and... Uh, of course, most of those are Pat Summit, but still, you know, sp- special shout out to you guys. That that was really really cool to see, and it makes Vol Nation very proud that you, yeah. know, you guys are representing. So that that's really awesome to say. What do you think about that, dude? Fourteen hundred games. Yeah, I mean, it's all based on what Pat Summit built, and I think um, you know Kelly Harper knows that tradition. I think she's going to try to keep building on it, and uh, hopefully she can. Yeah, I think you said it last episode whenever you were saying that. Lady Vols always brought stability. You always knew what they were going to bring every day when Pat Summit was here, and that was kind of what you what you banked on whenever you uh, turned the TV on to watch them. So hopefully we yeah. can build it back to that point and, um, you know, continue to, uh, to build on that legacy and tradition. Yeah, that was really, really cool to see. And also be sure to check us out, you know, on Facebook, the Rocky Top Times. We're going to be posting some stuff and keeping updates for the March Madness bracket tournaments that we're doing. So more details on that. We'll post it on our Twitter, Rocky Top Times 98. So be sure to follow us on both of those with all the updates. And we'll also keep you updated before then, you know, about the SEC tournament, stuff like that. So did you have yeah. uh, anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, didn't the baseball team win the day? Yeah, to- they uh, swept Georgia State. Thank goodness. Got some revenge Ooh. on Georgia State. Yeah, take that. Yeah, so I think they moved to like 11-2 and two overall or something like that. Something like, we'll have more of an update next episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know, they play a ton of games. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. <laughs> like every day yeah. I check, you know, I get on social media and it's like, oh, Tennessee, you know, Tennessee baseball team's winning. I'm yeah. like, I know. There's so many games and it's just randomly they just sneak them in there. So, yeah. but yeah. 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated on everything else. Uh, any closing thoughts on anything? Are you gonna get this thing wrapped up? Yep, I'm good. Alrighty, well guys, be sure to check us out on our social media pages. But I think that's gonna do it. So there's nothing else, you know. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. Alright, as always, go balls. Go balls.